Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Orchard Park Public Library's In Good Health podcast. As always, I am joined with the amazing Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Hello, hello. Amazing is <laughs> an awesome word. Oh, yes. <laughs> it bears repeating. Today, Sharon, uh, you know, off, off the mic, we talked briefly, you and I, just now, about how important I think this topic is today. Uh, and that is the topic of, uh, I mean, I'm calling it digital detox. I mean, I'm not calling it. It's, it's being referred to as digital detoxing. Um, but I think, and this is something I was talking to you about, is I think what we're going to try and do is just try and be conscious of what I would call technological dependency. How, yeah, yeah, overload's a great way to describe it because certainly now we're in a situation, uh, you know, all of us together globally where we are um, looking at alternative ways to go about our daily lives. And for all the good that technology and computers has brought into our life, and, and certainly there has been a lot of good that has come out of yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Um, we have become a much more efficient human race on this planet because of computers, um, and there's no doubt about that. Right. Um, outside of that, however, when we look at the human condition, uh, I do worry that uh, we are in a situation where, you know... Who we appear to be, who we are, you know, whether it be on a Zoom call, whether it be on a social media site, uh, whether it be what we're, you know, viewing online, right? And what that has come to signal about ourselves. And why we're doing it. And why we're doing it. Um, I think today we're going to try and do a little self-reflection and look at that. And um, it's we're calling this a you know a a workshop of of digital detoxing, um, because I do I invite other people I mean I I do this um, as often as I can, and I know for most of us uh, if we're working from home or you know even if we're you know back in the office, at some point we're going to be looking at a computer screen you know yes. most more than likely probably on a daily basis. Um, so I think it's even more exciting for us to try and find ways to unplug. Um, because as we'll, go, well, as we'll get into, Sharon, you know, the, the statistics um, that go into things when it comes to screen time, it doesn't look great for us when, at least when, at least when it comes to our psychological well-being. Um Again, we're, we're much more productive on the computer, but um, emotionally, I feel like it's, 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 it's zapped us. And, uh, you know. And on the physical level, too. Mm, yeah, right. Um, before COVID even started, mm. I remember hearing on uh, public radio about how little amount of time children spend outdoors. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Because they yes. are, you know, on mm. their computers or mm -hmm. on the TV or their tablets or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it literally said yeah. that it was estimated that children spend one hour outside daily. And yeah. that is usually on the school bus going back and forth to school. Yeah, exactly. 
that's I'm glad you brought that up because um, I didn't look at that exact study, but um, or article, but what it's doing to kids. I know I, I we kind of brought this up um, two weeks ago when it came to um, social anxiety, especially now. Yes. And yes. what, what it's done, because we have been so distant for, I mean, a year now, you know, and for some people, um, whether they have health conditions or not, for some, you know, their exposure to friends and loved ones has been slim. And, you know, and, and it's different for, for every person. Um, but what it's done to kids, and we mentioned, you know, the stress and the... the um, anxieties that are placed on children now that they've had to work in uh, more artificial environments. Right. Um, and it's, it's also been a testament to how important it is for us as human beings to be, to be social. Um, so you mentioned this, the, that there are um, cases where kids are only spending these short amounts of time, I mean, being outside, but also interacting with uh you know other people <laughs> other friends I mean, yeah when i was a little girl we played kickball and hide and seek and went to the creek with you know that's all we had right. to entertain ourselves yeah um, you know, but we're going way far back when i remember black and white tv so mm. that's a really long time ago <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> so i'm looking at a few studies that um and this might seem like an extreme but i feel like let's ride the wave on this um Addictions to screens of all various shapes and sizes and sorts can be more difficult to treat than an actual physical drug addiction. Yes. Um, The average teenager now spends about, you ready for this? About 11 hours per day in front of a screen. It's very scary. It's very scary, yeah. Um... I mean, There's beyond a loss just of creativity. Oh I mean, gosh, are yes. So many mm-hmm. subjects that that brings that t- taps into. Besides, I mean, also if they're in a room, you know, one mm-hmm. specific room, the flame retardants, the chemicals that are on the carpet, all the different things that the kids are exposed to constantly. Instead of being, you know, in the fresh air or being out with friends, so they're not socializing. They're not, you know, interacting in the earth. And no. then, like you said, eleven hours. That's yeah. just to be, you know. To have their brain attached to technology for that length of time. Yes. Now, certainly this study was, has been done over the course of the year, right? So we're looking right. at a time period now where we need our computer time, right? Right. But to this magnitude for kids is kind of nuts. Um, now, beyond the concerns that we brought up when it comes to the lack of outdoor activity and the lack of face-to-face interaction... Research has shown that um, the connected screen time, the, 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 the higher amounts of it, have added to studies that have to do with ADHD, anxiety, depression, and increased aggression. I've, so, I've seen many studies about the aggression. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, um, these are, it's, um, you know, that's a lot. I mean, kids in general have have a lot to bear on their shoulders now um so i think it's worth encouraging kids to try and unplug from their their devices um a little bit more um throughout the week 
you know? And parents can limit that, too. I know my grandchildren have um, a time thing on their on their phones where uh, it, they shut off. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like they're locked, so mm-hmm. they can't be on it, mm-hmm. um, even if they chose to be. Right. <laughs> but also the computer, too. I mean, if we looked at the computer time you know, where they have to do it at school or we might have to do it for work, mm. if we looked at it and treated it the same way as we get in the car and go to work, so we turn the screen off when we're done working right right now a question might be raised is this is um you know how does screen addiction or uh you know dependency in adults differ from from children um and again the studies that i've looked at show that you know adults have fully developed frontal cortexes whereas you know physiologically um children um don't have that yet so when you expose them to, uh, you know, computers and things like that, it's certainly much more of, I mean, we all know that children's brains are like sponges. They absorb more faster at a younger age, and that's, you know, um, survival. That's, you know, that's how we, we grow. That's how we learn. Um, but, I mean, when it comes to things like sleep deprivation in children and how much that has gone up, Um, sleep is, is very important. We've talked about this for all humans, but certainly when it comes to children, as they develop, um, you know, now I'm guilty of this too. And that is, you know, certain nights when you can't sleep, how easy is it to roll over and grab your phone or your tablet and mindlessly watch something just to put you back to sleep? See, I keep mine in the other room. Yeah, well, that's and that's what I know. This article that I'm referring to it it brings up putting your phone in a different room entirely. Like, don't even allow yourself the temptation to you know revert to your tablet or your phone. Mine's in the kitchen, and my kids know that if they really, really need to get to me, um, mm. they can text me twice or mm. call twice. Otherwise, I don't even answer the phone after a certain time at night. Yes. It's, to me, it's like, nope, I'm done. And, you know, whatever it is can wait till the next day. Yes, right. And now there's the social media aspect of this, right? So, I mean, we know of, of, of FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. <laughs> um, now, for these kids and for adults, my goodness, for adults too, you, you know, what we put out there, I'm not saying that's all fabrication, but certainly there is the level of filtration that we as, you know, curators of our own social media experience can doctor up to such a level that it is a, a heightened sense of reality, right? right. Um, but we have to be, you know aware that it is not actual reality um but what what does it say to kids you know when they have their devices and they are measuring their own lives against the backdrop of this you know um slightly fabricated sense of reality that they're looking at right right so um how i mean a lot of these, when I was looking at various, you know, digital detoxes, what you can do, you know, to lower the amount of time you're exposed to, you know, your computer screen or whatever. 
Um, some of them were very drastic, and I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like me with my TV. Like, <laughs> well, Sharon, we should all be more years. like we should all be more like you. We know this, but, but you um, know what though? I didn't miss it. No, Initially, right. The first couple of weeks, I did it in the summertime when when you don't watch TV mm-hmm. much anyway. Mm-hmm. So, 2002 in the summer, got rid of the TV, and when it came back to fall, I didn't miss it. And, you know, as the years went by, it didn't phase me. Mm-hmm. When, when my grandchildren come here, you know, we have a huge big room in the back where it's just crafts. And, you know, it's games and crafts. It might be an entire night of games, different types of games or whatever. Or it could be creative work. We might write a story or something. Right, right. So you endless can, amount of things. Yeah. You can try things as far as, um, again, that's, that's – I, I – will one day get to that level sharing you're gonna help me do it right um (laughs) (laughs) but um if you can do a weekend i know that's that's that can be um difficult at times as well um i have been able to do it a few times just um you know from at the very least you know from a, a a saturday to sunday or even just on a sunday you know turning your phone off um not watching television at least during the day um and for some you will feel it right away right as soon as you turn your phone off or move away from your computer because another thing that was brought up in the reading that I was doing for this this topic this week is the art of doing nothing and how much of us that drives them crazy right when you say <laughs> when you say let's let's try and do nothing for a whole day people go crazy <laughs> because the, we i mean for good and for bad we want to be engaged in something we want to be doing something we want to be productive but what happens to our brains when we are trying to let ourselves reach a certain level of rest relaxation and um what the Chinese would call Wu Wei, right? W U W I E, I think it's spelled, um, which is the art of doing nothing. How do we reach that sort of meditative skill in our lives where we can uh, be involved in living, but also remove the things that are distracting from that? Um, and only you, as a person, can decide what kind of level you're comfortable with. But I'll tell you what, though. For me personally, going from, let's say, especially during all of this, uh, where most of my work is done on a, on a computer, to taking a weekend where I force myself off of my phone, my computer, my laptop, my tablet, my television, um, even sometimes music. And within hour one of this experiment, <laughs> I can feel myself itching for one of those stimulants. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've certainly, as the more you practice, the more it becomes easier because you find that space in your, in your head and in your heart where you can find that sense of solace. Well, also you, you switch. Like mm. for me, mm. I switched where 
the time when maybe I would be watching something on TV, mm-hmm. that was the time where I decided, oh, you know what? I have all these clippings that I've been meaning to make a scrapbook of, or mm-hmm. I have all these right. damn photos right. that I've been meaning to put together. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to organize my life better. It allowed me to do more social interaction because you just will find other projects to do, whether it's uh, one that you do by yourself or one that you include others in on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We're bringing this up, Sharon, because in the winter months, it's that's when it's the hardest, right? The days are yes. shorter. Um, it's cold. You can't go outside as often as you'd like. And certainly this... Yeah. And certainly this year, going into two years now, it's been a lot on everyone. So we can all understand where we're all coming from when it just comes to coping with the day, right? Yes. We're just we're just looking at ways to you know I, what concerns me is I mean and I and we're saying this, you know, ironically enough from a podcast that people are listening to from <laughs> a device. <laughs> so, um, you know, we we get it. We we are a part of it. We're all a part of it, right? But we can do a little bit every day just like everything else when it comes to you know, diet exercise, and certainly um, working on what we do on the computer, right? Right. So don't let it consume ourselves. That's right. That's right. If we realize that we feel the need to do it, then Mm -hmm. that's when we have to examine, you know, why why do we feel the need to? Like when people will go on social media to check out other people's lives. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but, you know. right. But do we need to do that? You know, right. do we need to feel like as often as we do, right? Yeah, ourselves? yeah. We we don't need to do that. Yeah. We just need to fill up our own life. That's right. Full mm-hmm. Of experiences. Yes. So you know, as the winter progresses, we hope you guys are staying healthy and are happy. Um, Sharon and I will be back next week, and I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to listen in, and we hope you're doing well. Thank you again to Sharon, and thank you guys. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. We'll see you. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye.